0: Hey, Lana. How are you? Good. Hey, Rebecca. How are you?
1: I see you're on the West Coast, right? You got up early for this. I know. Got up early, early, early.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh, Where are you at this week? Where are you at? Oh, my
1: goodness. So um, I know one of the things that we always talk about is our skin and the stuff that we're going through and noticing as we get older. And today we're going to be speaking with Melanie Chong, uh, who is an expert on skincare. She's, she was a model, I've known her for many years. She's been in the fashion industry for more than 30 years and is now a cosmetic scientist and skincare formulator. Uh, she consults on brand development and consumer products for many international clients. And uh, you know, we're gonna get her to spill the tea.
0: Right. Okay. And the other thing I find super interesting about Melanie is that she actually went back to school. She did a post-grad um, at MIT, which to me is super impressive, right? And she's recently been offered a seat at the Harvard Medical Healthcare Leadership Program for 2024. So let's see what Melanie has to say about uh, what's going on with our skin in our, in our middle years. No,
1: we've known each other for so long within the fashion industry as models and our face, you know, this is how we paid our, this is our moneymaker, right? This is how we paid our bills. So, you know, I had a small skincare line. Certainly I am not a scientist, Um, but you know, that's why I got into it. That's why skincare was so important to me because if this didn't look good, I wasn't getting paid. Um, So, you know, we were wondering like, what was your kind
2: of impetus? What was the thought process
1: behind you getting into skincare formulation?
2: Um, well, it's a similar transitional story for me where when I was modeling and I got pregnant with my first son, I thought to myself, you know, I looked at my family's genetics and I thought, my God, I'm never going to model again because my, my mother had a different body type than I did. And I thought, you know what? It's going to be a challenge for me. I'm going to have to pick up on something that is going to be my backup. And I thought, you know, with the experience that I had, like, you know, taking care of our skin, you're kind of skin obsessed because it is, it's your moneymaker, it's your face forward. So I kind of felt like it was a natural transition for me to formulate and come up with something that I was already a little bit versed in and I went back to school. So yeah, it all happened when I thought that I wasn't going to be able to model again. And so I came up with these like really simple products for the body, based on the natural ingredients that I used and that worked for me as I traveled around the world. And lots of advice from exactly. you know people who kind of become your surrogate mothers as you're traveling.
0: So Melanie, did you find, like when you're talking about travel, and, and Lana, you can speak to this as well, do you find that keeping a routine, sort of sticking to that routine is just oh so important? Or... Is it okay to be switching up and taking all these little beauty samples all the time and just throwing whatever on your face? Um,
2: I think when it comes to routine, routine is good, but it's not always necessarily sticking to the exact same products all the time. I think it's um, probably really healthy for our skin to switch it up and to allow it to flourish on its own. We have something on our skin called the microbiome, which is our natural bacteria that helps to fight virus, acne. Yeah, the microbiome is really important. And it's also a hot topic now because people are learning so much more about their own microbiome, especially after COVID and how we can help nurture that. And by using the same cleansers that are harsh and stripping away your natural microbiome, you might be doing more damage than good when it comes to that type of practice. Routine as in cleaning, cleansing your skin, nourishing your skin and protecting your skin. Absolutely. But it's okay. And I would actually recommend to switch it up every once in a while.
1: As we age, there's so many things that affect our skin. So, you know, some things are more age related and some are more hormonal related. And I think my concern, my personal concern is more hormonal related, um, which is, uh, you know, so just like, how does that affect you? Like, you know, I have this terrible melasma I know some people get adult acne or maybe it's rosacea but like can we is there something we can change what should we be doing to maybe more neutralize this effect because I was mentioning to Rebecca earlier I did not sign up for a mustache uh in my older life you know (laughs) and (laughs) like I like so now like every day I put makeup on it and that's kind of boring right um you know can I get rid of it like like, what can we do for, or even the age spots?
2: Yes, yeah, super loaded question there because for sure, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you, we, we did not tread light here to make it easy. <laughs> no, no, of course. As women, we go through so many transitions in our skin. Like, we have puberty, then we have pregnancy, then we have postpartum, um, and then we have environmental stressors. We have the sun, we have, um, emotional stressors, which a lot of people need to remember that it, it affects our skin greatly. So going back to the cleansing, nourishing, protecting, all of those things need to evolve as we get older. Like if we go back to the hair on our face, there's a purpose for it. And when we go back to the microbiome, our hair grows out of the pores that um, basically are kind of like the cleansing troughs of our skin. And those hairs are there to collect and distribute the different oils, bacterias, and sebum on our face that are always uh, finely adjusting and fine-tuning um, our microbiome, our pH balance, our oil balance, and protecting us from certain environmental allergens. So once we start removing that, we're asking a lot from our skin to start to perform the way that it's supposed to, but you're taking off some of its appendages. so. Has our, our skin has definitely evolved. The need for skincare has truly evolved because of, just like you said, removing hair on her face. And that's a whole other topic that you can talk about. Um, but it def- definitely affects the microbiome. And it also can affect uh, the exposure to UV, which then in turn can be a factor in your melasma or hyperpigmentation in your skin.
1: And then how much of melasma is just like hormonal, age-related? You know, like because this, um, you know, there's women that get this from from aging or from whatever, you know, but like certainly the age spots that appear on your face, like, can you actually do anything about that? Are your, are your hormones so changed that there's nothing you can do about it? Do your hormones really affect like how, how what goes on on your face?
2: Um absolutely, your hormones definitely are major major players uh, in what happens in your face as well as the progress of melasma and hyperpigmentation, mm-hmm. although it's not the only factor. it's like orchestration of maybe right, once okay. when you were younger uh, you got exposure to something uh, on your skin um, uh, due to UV exposure it it could be many things um, and then you might get you know a little spot. 10 15 20 maybe even 30 years later um so it's really kind <laughs> of hard time to determine the yeah the sun definitely has a lot to do with it and interestingly enough it's you know other uv rays and, and laser procedures that help to remove that so in addressing your question about what can we do i think that one of the best preventative measures is just covering up your skin, which we didn't do that in
0: our teens and twenties. Are you telling me, Melanie, like in terms of environment, now that my hormones are shifting, just no sun at all? Or
2: I think a dermatologist would say to avoid the sun, but then again, the sun is a part of our own growth factor and our skin's, um, evolution as well, because it helps us to produce vitamin D within our body. So we do need some mm-hmm. exposure. It's really hard to say, because, again, this day and age, the atmosphere is way more different than it was even just 20, 40 years ago, which is a super short period Absolutely. of time. Um, you know, in the course of history, you just never know. So I think it's best to as a safe precaution to just limit your sun exposure to healthy times to go out for you and based on your history
0: right and you're you're making me realize that we're you know we're talking about you know our lifespan and you know coming up the lifespan as it sort of continues on for many many years past what it used to do i think that sun and sun damage is cumulative right so you know now I'm in my fifties. Well, you know, there was a time where I would be, you know, definitely in considered old age. But it's, you know, I'm planning to live to a hundred. So, you know, I need to I need to protect. Because it's the largest it's the largest organ in my it's body. True. Is that true? It's true. My skin?
2: It's the largest organ and and yeah. it affects I love that. Um the capabilities of every other organ
1: internally. So well I guess I mean that's the other question. You know, if you're planning to live that long, Rebecca, you know what factors are going to present themselves that are, that are really just age-related with our skin, you know? Because hormonally, yeah. we were just talking about melasma or other things that might come up. But, like, what things are purely age-related? Like, are, is our skin going to end up looking like crepe paper? Are we ever going to have any elasticity? Is it just going to be, you know, we're going to be drawn and look like the keeper or something? Like, what?
2: because <laughs> yeah. I... How do I keep it plump and moist? Well, there's definitely some actives that you can use during the periods of pre-perimenopausal. So probably within your late 30s and 40s, um, you know, stick to these um, well-developed actives nowadays, which is vitamin C, niacinamide, retinols, as far as retinols go, which are super popular right now. They're not always effective for sensitive skin, and nowadays there is a new, more natural and softer version called Bakuchiol. Those are a few of the actives that you can use during perimenopause to help decrease the effects of menopausal skin.
0: Coming from where you're at, background in in beauty, you know, fashion, beauty as a model, and now with you know the science background, what are the? Let's can you give us three or four. Concrete things that every woman in her fifties and sixties should be doing to sort of set her her skin up to be you know its best self possible as we move forward, right? I think
2: when it comes to the care of our skin, there's um, an emotional investment that we make towards the care of our skin, and then there's that physical practical investment that we make. So if we talk about the practical investments we want to make in our skin during this period. During menopause, we have a loss of collagen, loss of estrogen. So that results in dry, itchy skin. Some things that you can't control. The loss of collagen in your skin is up to 30% over potentially two to five years. And you can definitely avoid rapid loss by using a hyaluronic acid and a niacinamide in your skincare regime. And then when it comes to that emotional investment that we have in our skin, I think you know during these years we are so much more confident in ourselves. Um, you know, in your forties, you just start to give less cares about what people say about older women, um, about what we're supposed to look like. Um, you know, because our skin does lose its elasticity. It, doesn't matter how old you are it doesn't matter how much you protect your skin it's going to happen and it's happening so putting you know wrinkles putting a value on wrinkles when because you have them it devalues the type of woman that you are i think is an emotional investment that we need to alter within ourselves is to say you know what if we have a wrinkle we earned those things we earned those laugh lines Because you lived, Mm -hmm. right? If you had a sunspot because you used to be a diver and you were out in the sun, you know what? You lived. So we have to start taking away those conventional um, stigmas surrounding women's aging. And I think that is a huge investment, you know, that we need to make in ourselves. One of
1: the things that, you know, Rebecca and I were talking earlier about like all of these kind of tools and stuff, like, Do these, you know, I'm personally, I'm a lazy person. You know, I'm lucky I have good genetics. Yeah, she likes the balls in her face. I don't have that one. (laughs) A lot of be nice people like it's called. Yeah, I mean, I want to get one, but I was kind of cheap, so I just did the the roller. I have a guasha somewhere, and this, you know, this one with the little pokey bits that, like, do they actually work? Do these things? Add to it or is it just a scam for people because people like you said it's an emotional component to getting older and because the societal stigma against women aging and wrinkles and it's always anti-aging which i think is so wrong it should be pro-aging but you know i'm are we just really wasting our money on these things or does even the the fact that it offers it some kind of panacea or placebo effect is that
2: actually going to help us well, they're not placebo. These tools are ancient tools that have been developed for detoxifying your skin. So for sure, um, I, in whatever shape, color, and form they come in, it's a tool for detoxifying the lymphatic drainage of your skin. Um, I love it, by the way. Those are hilarious. They're so phallic. Oh, my God. They're legitimate tools to assist with the lymphatic dra- drainage. Um, in your neck, which definitely helps with releasing toxins that may be backed up in your skin. So it's a super healthy practice. Um, and don't forget, you know, everything that's down here in your neck also flows down to your underarms as well. So you can actually um, uh, include your neck, your decolletage, and your underarms as part of your skincare routine.
0: Have you got any hacks Melanie and Ilana you can probably speak to this too. You guys have traveled all over the world. You have had your, you know, hair and makeup done by, you know, the top people you have been in this industry. Have you guys gotten any hacks as you've gone along from different cultures?
1: Well, I mean, I'm not I mean, I guess for me, you know, hacks like I, you know, we were just mentioning like I tend to go the natural route. I did start using um facial oils very early. Like it's only been a trend here, what, for the last eight years, seven years. Um, I was using facial oils certainly at like 21 uh, when I was in Paris, because that was, you know, Clarence did all that stuff. So I have been a big believer in facial oil. I started using serums about 20 years ago. Um, and I know that serums, you know, you were saying like hyaluronic acid and the retinol, niacinamide, you know, the serums have, the actives are much stronger and much more potent in the serums. So for me um I started doing skincare in that way long before it became trendy over here simply because
2: I was always, you know, in Europe. Yeah, the, some of the things that I grew up with um like that my mother taught me was to use lemon juice like straight from a lemon and a funny thing that she used to do is whenever she was cutting up a lemon or squeezing a lemon I would see her just go like this on her face and then she would say to me like smell it and then she would touch it on my face and just the tiny little bits of lemon juice and lemon oil from the lemon skin would just have some sort of effect and so later on when I had any acne or anything like that my mom would say squeeze some lemon on a cotton swab and just put it on the spot and it always worked I wasn't super acne prone so I can't really speak to whether or not that would work for other individuals. Another hack that my gained from my mother and all my aunties and my grandmother was slugging. We used to use uh, Vaseline and petroleum jelly on our skin. So if I ever had a sunburn or dry skin or anything like that, my mom used to slather Vaseline all over either your body or all over my face, even in my hair. And the next day I would wake up and it was. Perfectly smooth, um, you know. Obviously, there are different conditions surrounding whether or not you use petroleum jelly if you have oily skin or if you're prone to anything. But it's really one of the purest products that you can find on the market. Um, it's super; it's the cleanest product that you can use. There's no smell. There's no allergens, and it really does help with with wrinkles. I know
0: that you've got a, you know a skincare line. So can you speak to what was most important to you when developing that? Because I would assume you know you, you sort of thought, okay, there are certain products, there are certain ingredients that I really want, and I, this is what, I know you've got a serum, for example. So what, was, what were you thinking when you were starting the skincare line? What was most important? What did you want to get out there?
2: Um, a few factors in developing the skincare line was multifunctioning, simplicity, efficacy, And that all of the ingredients were ethically sourced. So I was, and all of those ingredients that we talked about were literally the basis for a streamlined collection of products for women and men to use that were effective. So the vitamin C, the hyaluronic acid, niacinamide, and other botanical extracts that are known to be effective were the basis. And then I wanted to create a matrix of skin conditions that all of these things could interplay. So, if you wanted to buy one serum, you could use that for as long as you wanted and it would be effective. If you wanted to switch between that one and your next favorite serum, which would maybe be the mushroom based serum that uses Ganoderma mushrooms that are amazing for fighting free radicals in your skin, um, or if you were really intrigued by, The Orchise Serum, which is made from upcycled orchid biomass, which again, amazing for fine lines and wrinkles. So it depends on what your concerns were, but they were all going to be effective for all types of skin at different times. So it was just creating something that wasn't convoluting the skincare routine. You don't need to have 13 different steps and 11 different products. You just needed one. You just need to have clean skin, and then you just needed one product that did fifteen different things.
0: Um, Melanie, what is your what's your day and your night routine in terms of beauty? Um,
2: so I like to I like to keep it pretty simple. I have um, multifunctioning products that I use. So I wash my face with um, a mild cleanser for sensitive skin, one that is infused with kombucha and Japanese green tea. So it's super, super softening. And I will send this to you guys for sure. Um, So daily I, I cleanse with this once a week, or if I can remember, I use a clay scrub to remove other toxins and exfoliate my skin. Um, and again, that's like Canadian based product, uh, which is pretty amazing to use Canadian resources and people around the world love Canadian glacial clay. And it's incredible for your skin and it's infused with vitamins. And then I use a serum that's infused with vitamin C, hyaluronic acid, niacinamide, Uh, And once in a while, I'll use a glycolic peel. So it's cleanse and serum. I have not used moisturizer per se in over 15 years since I developed this serum because my skin is always hydrated. I use SPF when needed and I cover up from the sun. I've had sunspots before in the past and they pop up no rhyme or reason. So like I said, simple, mild cleanser and a serum and protect during the day and keep it simple at night.
1: So Melanie, you were just mentioning that you really go for the streamlined routine, which I love. I mean, that's what, what I love to do, but have you changed that much as you got older? Did you have like more, like a longer routine when you were younger? (laughs) Um, you know, what's kind of changed as you, as you've aged and and your skin has aged?
2: I think that I went through a period where I was definitely trying a lot of different things. And when I really thought about why I was trying this and trying that, it was really the influence from media. Try this, do this. And then when I really analyzed the role that these specific products were playing in not only in my life and my practices, but also what what was I really benefiting from? I wasn't, you know, my pocketbook was thinner from spending so much money on these expensive products. And the results that I was getting were just nominal. And I didn't need an expensive cream, I just maybe needed a cream. Um, And then once you discover the world of serums and biofilms, you know that you don't need to Put too many layers of moisturizer on your skin because it becomes an attractant for dirt and envi- environmental pollutants at the same time. So it definitely evolved because you mature, uh, you become more confident and you know what works for your skin. You're not believing the hype. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't believe the hype. You know what works. Yeah. Especially when we were working in the industry where it was in your face all day, every day. It's like you sit in front I'm, of a makeup artist that has a thousand products. We have
1: everything there.
2: Products. And I always grew up like a sporty girl. So less was more for me. Like I really just didn't like the process of mm-hmm. spending so much time to do certain things. I never took more than 15 minutes to get ready out of the shower and put a cream on and out the door. It was just kind of, um, It was my pet peeve and I became super annoyed after so many years having to sit in the hair and makeup chair for two, three hours at a time. I think that probably had an effect too, where you just, you want to simplify things. And I wanted to get out the door. I wanted to get into the volleyball court. I wanted to get out and hit the pavement and run. So I think that probably informed my need for, you know, fast, fast processing and out of the washroom in the morning.
1: Just going on from there, um, what kind of what is the biggest advice you give to women as they're aging um, about what to do with their skin?
2: Just stop caring so much about what people think about how you look, because when you feel amazing inside, you look amazing. When you're in a great state of mind, you surround yourself with people who feed into that. That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest benefit that you could have for your skin is because you're going to glow from within, you're going to love yourself more. And that creates hormones that are going to be evident in your skin eventually. Does that, Excellent. or am I avo- or am I
0: avoiding the question? <laughs> no, no. I actually think, and I can feel that, you know, you get to a point as you get sort of again, into your fifties, into your sixties and everybody talks about this. It's like, you know what? I don't just, I just don't care what you think of me. I'm good. I feel good. And you sort of do, I'll do me, you do you. Right. And it's, it's so true. Right. As soon as you give off that vibe where it's like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. When I first
2: met Lana, Lana was a superstar, but she didn't give Two shits yeah. about who you were, what she was a fun girl, open, confident, and we hit it off. Where as I've worked with a ton of other supermodels that are only half as beautiful as Lana because they didn't have the personality and they weren't caring. They were just, oh, ca- you know mm-hmm. what I just say you for women, doesn't matter what age you are right now, you need to just drop the rocks drop all the rocks that you're carrying that are burdening you down and holding you back drop them feel beautiful and feel beautiful for the knowledge that you have and you know what you're a spectacular specimen because you're a woman
0: amen amen all right that was an amazing conversation i'm so glad that melanie came on and talked to us in terms of takeaways lana what did you take from that what, what are your big ones? You
1: know what? I really found it interesting what she was saying about simplify, 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 that you don't need a thousand things.
0: Yeah, yeah. And drop the rocks, right? This, this. Yes, this I love when she said that. that, that. Women yeah, weight, to be, women are carrying around this weight. We carry around this weight. And especially as we get into middle age, right? As we get into our 50s and 60s, we've been so programmed to think, oh, it's all over when you hit 50, right? And it's this idea of like, just drop that. Let it go. Like, yeah. that's not true.
1: So thank you guys for joining us on Where We're At. Where we're at.